0: Welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast uh, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Of course, get over to DraftKings Sportsbook, get in on all their awesome promotions, including great ones when you use the code DNVR, when you sign up. Ryan Konigsberg here with Henry Chisholm coming to you from studio, I'm going to call this studio N, as in not in Denver. That's the one we both have in common here.
1: Uh, Yeah, that is true. You're still, you're in Steamboat, right? Yes, yes. How far is that from Denver?
0: Um, three-ish hours.
1: Okay, so that's not that bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a quick drive. We hit a little bit of traffic on the way up. It kind of slows you down. It's like if you hit no traffic, you can probably get here in two and a half. But mm. it's just that, that distance of like, it never feels too long. Like there's nice little checkpoints where you're like, oh, yeah, we got to this point. We're halfway there.
1: Yeah, that's nice. Montana, I guess there's direct flights. I'm still worn out. We were just blowing so much stuff up last night. It was pretty crazy. Went to a firework stand, just all sorts of different things flying up in the sky. It's uh, There's literally nothing better than the 4th of July.
0: Mm, okay, so th- here is uh, my take on this. I'm uh-huh. glad we're starting off the pod of something we'll probably disagree on. So yesterday, great uh-huh. 4th of July uh, up here, had, you know, went fishing played uh had family olympics uh you're looking at the ch- one of two champions ally behind the uh the computer is the other champion so congratulations to us Woo! Um, good job good job to us um mm-hmm. one thing that it didn't include lot uh you know we had lots of lots of drinks lots of fun no fireworks huh. and uh i realized not needed not necessary oh, i feel like the um the 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 cons far outweigh the pros at this point.
1: That's the thing, though, is that in Colorado, there are cons. There are no cons here. Like, there's <laughs> there's nothing that can go wrong. Like, there's no laws uh, against it. Like, th- this house was literally flooded two weeks ago. Like, I live in a rainforest. Nothing's going to catch on fire. Like, you can just shoot whatever you want. We had these three little tanks, lined them all up against this castle firework and made a little war. Yeah, all sorts of stuff go up in the sky and exploding. One mortar just about took out neighbor Mike's. That part, okay, so I guess, could have been a con. But... See what I'm
0: talking about here.
1: <laughs> it's so much fun. Just like two hours, just things blowing up.
0: How, how are your pets doing during that?
1: Well, two of them ha- are deceased and in their respective urns on the mantle. And the cat was hiding for the whole thing. So, I mean, the pets, okay. pets are, actually, neighbor Mike's dog, Jill, came over for a minute, just happened to turn around. Right when the fireworks are going off, and I mean, they were saying like, "Oh yeah, it doesn't matter. Like they, she's fine with it. She loves fireworks, actually." But then when you start them like three feet behind her, she hated that. So there was that one incident.
0: Yeah. See, I'm. uh You're proving my point. I feel like I don't. Ha- I, I rest oh, my case, Your
1: Honor. Duh, um, you missed out on a lot of fun. Ooh, I got a video <laughs> of me with a sword. There's a sword that's like a sparkler. It just shoots fireworks out the end. Just incredible. Wow. Yeah.
0: That, yeah, I mean I'm not saying it's not fun I'm not saying it's not cool I'm just saying like I feel like the cons outweigh the pros
1: again I would say there are no cons except that I mean, dog got a little bit scared for just, a second
0: you just uh, described like multiple cons <laughs> while <laughs> trying to make a case that there were no cons in the cons are
1: the fun like you're not trying to blow things up to not feel a little bit of adrenaline like that's the point like if the thing doesn't tip over and point at you every once in a while <laughs> then what are you doing
0: Um, when I was a kid, we just straight up had Roman candle wars in my friend's backyard. Like just light them up and aim them at each other from like 30 yards away.
1: Yeah, we had, uh, we had, well, there's two different ones. There's like these rockets that shoot out. I know they were bottle rockets, but they said like you got to shoot them out of a tube at a 75 degree angle. So we just had a lacrosse stick propped up down there, just firing those things out on the golf course.
0: You feel like you're pretty, um, pretty good at like a 75 degree angle like you've got that lined up pretty well yeah
1: i know like i know i know the big ones right like 90 (laughs) 180 kind of like the the famous ones 270 is a big one a lot of people talking about 270 but yeah then like 75 you just kind of work off those others the starting point is actually what always gets me it's like 75 degrees from where
0: it is funny, though, because it kind of reminds me of when you're talking about um, like golf and someone's like, oh, yeah, it's just like a 75% swing. And like everyone thinks that they yeah. can do that. But then I feel like every time I ever try, I'm like, oh, that was definitely 90%. Like 75%, that's difficult.
1: It is. It is. The other fun part is, like, the the sun goes down so late here, like, it's still kind of light out at 11. So you have... Like, the the, the sunset, like, up above everything. And just everywhere you look, there's just people shooting off fire. People in northern Montana love fireworks. But then you just wind up with this just smoke all over that whole golf course out there. Just coming from all different directions and fireworks popping through at the sunset. Not probably great for the environment. I'm not the expert. Oh, did you just uh,
0: uncover another con?
1: Yeah, I think I found another con here. But how They're so pretty and so loud in a fun way
0: we haven't even talked about veterans yet
1: that's yeah
0: that's yeah Yeah. yeah. i don't think you have a defense for that one
1: yeah it's uh, this might be it seems like around here the veterans i know like neighbor mike i'm pretty sure is a veteran he loved him, but i uh that's that's one veteran there's plenty of them around
0: that's fair. quickly we gotta get to the super chat which is a quick one but a um expensive one so thank you michael for uh chipping in 20 bucks for simply just let's go or let's ride and go broncos let's ride uh all right hank i'm gonna give you one more opportunity for uh, a little bs here as we're opening up yeah you said you were going on a big bike ride through the park oh Um, i did see that you went on a big bike ride through the park um give us a quick breakdown of uh, of the experience
1: so the big news of the day was there were no animals, um, you got, Zero got the, animals, none, which is wild. And like you finish up, it, it was raining earlier wild. in the day than the thunderstorms. Were, I know. Right. Like, what do they do? I got, I saw one marmot. I saw one marmot. He was like, just kind of skittering up a hill. Um, but when we got up to the top or at least not the top, top of the mountain, but where it's blocked off now, cause they still have to clear off the rest of the road of the snow. Um, the somebody else got up there like five minutes later and said about a mile down there's a bear and just got scared ramping a tree. And so on the way down, you know, you just kind of slow down a bit and you're looking for, you know, the, the bear in the tree, but there's so many trees I didn't see the bear. Um, but yeah, I mean, cool, big mountains. We, we were in that cloud at the end, which is kind of trippy when you can't really see anything, but you just know there's thousand foot cliffs everywhere. Mm, that does Montana's really brought out a bunch of adrenaline so far and it's a lot of fun.
0: That they could call themselves the adrenaline state.
1: That actually, but see, the thing is, you don't want to market it too much because right. there's already too many people everywhere. You got to call it, it also, like the...
0: It also goes along well with like all the drugs that people do up there.
1: Yeah, meth everywhere, guys. Don't come. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, okay. So
0: let's transition from uh, your bad takes to uh, someone else's bad take. There was a take that surfaced. I'm sure many of you have seen it. I'm not going to say who said it. Um, essentially saying, because Russ was in London with Sierra at Wimbledon, mm-hmm. enjoying their time. And make sure you keep in mind right now, the Broncos are 100% off. They are doing nothing right now. This is like the, basically the one 45-day period where they don't have anything going on. So Russ is in London with Sierra, and the take was: if the Broncos sputter out of the gate, this stuff is going to be cause problems, or it's going to be um, problematic. Uh, and um, I, I don't even know how to pop properly like respond. What is exactly this stuff? Like, Russell Wilson being a celebrity?
1: I, yeah, I feel like that's exactly what it is. Maybe, maybe it's just, like, being a celebrity somewhere other than America. Like, maybe maybe the line, like I don't, again, this is not me saying it, uh, but maybe, the, like, the line is somewhere off the coast on both sides, and it's like, yeah, you can stick around America. Maybe you can get down to, like, parts of Mexico, and that's acceptable. But as soon as you go into Wimbledon and all that sort of stuff, well, then, then you're just distracted and not thinking about football.
0: Yeah. That's pretty weird. And, and uh-huh. the weirdest part to me is like, I've never heard this, never heard uh-huh. this take about any, like Peyton Manning was doing this type of stuff. Now Peyton Manning's wife isn't also an international superstar. That's and so true. I feel like that's why you didn't see quite as many like photos of it, mm-hmm. but like people like Russell Wilson and Sierra are like a top five, top 10 power couple in yeah. like American celebrity apparently internationally Uh, now too right exactly and so right i mean russ is out there in the streets of london you know um so that i feel like changes this there's more photographs of them um but i never heard anyone say like oh man peyton manning like zach and i used to joke that like peyton manning had every single day of his year scheduled on january 1st because he's always Mm -hmm. out doing stuff he's always he's never just at home he's always doing something and no one ever complained about that with peyton um you never hear this with like tom brady and his wife is a a superstar um like you don't see people saying like what what is he doing at the met gala you know Mm -hmm. like no one cares so this is one this is one of the worst takes i've seen and it's just like it'd be one thing if this was training camp and they had an off day Mm -hmm. and he like shot out to london maybe you're saying like, okay, that's going to be tired
1: of practice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like you can make some sort of, but this is their off time. They can do whatever they want. Like, like Demarius Thomas and Demarcus Ware went on like an African safari one time during this time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it is the pure off season. And I just, I just wanted to like back up my take here. So I reached out uh, to a couple players and I just said like, what is your reaction to this take? Um, and the first one I got was, he legit trains every single day, no matter where he's at. Uh, he'll be ready to roll. And then the other w- response I got was just, what a tool.
1: <laughs> yeah, those add up to me. I mean, <laughs> it's true he trains because wasn't the video from the day before him somehow finding a football field in the middle of Europe on the edge of a cliff and he brought his helmet and shoulder pads with him? Like, yes. it's not even like he's out just flinging a ball around. Like, he's fully geared up. I don't even think Peyton practiced in pads that much. No,
0: no. Yeah, the fact that he brought his Broncos helmet, like, in his <laughs> luggage.
1: <laughs> Those guys can afford extra bags.
0: It's true, but, like, I don't know. Just the, the idea of trying to pack a helmet in a bag is funny to me. Yeah, or uh, like, Maybe he went carry-on.
1: Or maybe, like, one of the, the security guys, you know, sometimes they, like, randomly check bags. Like, dig in, and it's like, oh, a Broncos helmet and shoulder pads and three footballs? Like, what is going on here? It is just a wild thing to be flying internationally.
0: It, it really is. And so, yeah, he went out and found, like, the most beautiful field ever um, to practice on. Then. then yesterday, I saw him um, doing drills with Future on, like, a tennis court in some, maybe it's there like, on their property that they're staying at or they just found someone else's so like maybe
1: own who's to say
0: the thing is like um we kind of talk about how no one can really complain all that much about like the way nathan mckinnon does things because he's doing it more than you know no one watches their diet more than nathan mckinnon no one trains harder than nathan mckinnon no one is more of a perfectionist than nathan mckinnon and i feel like that's the same thing here like No one on the Denver Broncos is questioning Russell Wilson's work ethic because he works harder than everyone. And he's at the facility before everyone. And he is, you know, it'd be one thing, again, if they felt like it was getting in the way of him, his preparation. But aside from that, which everyone 100% believes in his preparation, there's no leg to stand on here.
1: Wasn't wasn't Cam Newton practicing like touchdown celebrations or something back in like 2014? I think it was right before his MVP season, or maybe it was during it. Maybe I think it was before. But, and people were upset about that. Like, why aren't you focused on playing football? You're focused on all these little dances. It's just like, what are, what are we doing here? There's time for both. There's plenty of time for both,
0: for sure. And that's that's one of like the lamest things that comes out is like um people complaining when athletes do anything other than practice mm-hmm. as if anyone in the world only ever does their job like it, it's it's especially when athletes are struggling if you go look at their comments on like Instagram or Twitter or whatever it's like you should be in the batting cage or like you should be practicing on like th- there's 24 hours in a day <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it yeah imagine how, how many hours could you study a playbook before you just, like, are, aren't getting anything anymore? Like, if you spent five hours a day reading the playbook, after two months, would you just be like, yeah, there's really nothing for me to do here anymore? It's like three hours a day? I'm not sure.
0: I mean, if you're asking me personally, I'm not yeah. taking anything in after about 30 minutes, and that might even be uh, uh, stretching uh. it a bit. I'm going to need, like, a coffee break, um, a Twitter break. Um, you know, so like probably 30 minute intervals for me, but I feel like even the person who is the best at this, maybe four hours, but also oh. Russ said he already has the entire playbook down as he should, and like even yeah, he's like super smart, even like Jerry Judy said, he already has the whole playbook down. So it's not like studying the playbook is a thing you can do right now.
1: So wait, Jerry, Jerry. Jerry said that Jerry has it down or Jerry said that Russ has it down?
0: Jerry said that Jerry has it down.
1: That's a good sign. I like hearing that.
0: Yep. Yeah, so at this point, it's like work out in the morning. is basically all you can do.
1: And maybe at night, too.
0: Maybe. But, like, these guys' bodies go through so much during the season. I feel like they should probably be going pretty easy on them right now.
1: Another thing that I saw was somebody saying, like, yeah, Russell Wilson is looking a little bit tanky right now, which isn't necessarily something I disagree with. But some Seahawks fans were chiming in saying, this is what he does every offseason. And then over the course of the season, like just because he's doing so much and running so much and playing so much, that weight just comes off of him. Yeah. That, that sounds wild.
0: That's what happens to Nikola Jokic. Like, yeah. At least it's what did it, it, earlier in his career. Now he just like stays in peak condition at all times. But I remember early, in, or like early, even just like three years ago, he came in and you're like, "Whoa, Yoke's looking pretty big." And then uh-huh. by like the All Star break, he's back to looking much smaller.
1: Yeah, uh, is I wonder how much Jokic runs in a basketball game versus, I guess it'd really be versus Russell in a practice because there's like one game a week versus four games a week in the NBA. You know?
0: You don't. I mean. I guess when you're scrambling, you're running around in a, like as a yeah. quarterback in a football practice, but other than that, you're not really running that much. I just think it's, you know, you're training, then you're practicing, then you're playing on Sundays like it's and just eating your... good
1: food. Right. Which he's exactly. not eating bad food now, but like you're really locked in.
0: Um someone said I've noticed Russ isn't drinking alcohol so, uh much, so that's huge.
1: It does make you wonder,
0: like I can tell you, the ABS aren't following that off season plan,
1: <laughs> and they shouldn't be. I'm not either.
0: I was thinking about this real quick, not to derail too much, but like they only they only get a three month off season. So it's crazy. What at what point do they do they have to like go back into? At what point do they have to turn into next season
1: mode? I mean, what the first preseason game is like September 17th or something. Yeah. So they've got. I mean, you maybe maybe you get to drink through the first week of August, and then you have like a um, five weeks to really cut down to get into preseason shape. So they and basically even that would yeah. be tough to do.
0: So they basically get a six week bender, and then they got to reset.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what it is.
0: Something t- something tells me they're not stopping.
1: Uh, it's tough to imagine right now, but you know, you always think like, oh, they won the cup; they want to celebrate that, and yeah, that's part of it. But also, I mean, there's teams that are already two months into their offseason. More than two months into their offseason. Some of it's winning the cup, but another piece is just like you have the shortest offseason. You got to pack it all in into this tiny little stretch here.
0: And like, like give your body some rest. They're like going harder on their bodies right now.
1: They are. The other thing about Russ, though, like he picks everything we see. Like there's very few things that come out that aren't coming out from him you know there's like pictures of him at Wimbledon that somebody else takes and publishes but that's him at Wimbledon like it's not like it's him in like a private time or anything so if we don't see him drinking alcohol that doesn't necessarily mean he isn't I wouldn't be surprised if he isn't like he seems like kind of guy who would you know it's Russell Wilson I don't imagine him just getting hammered every night but like he but like to your point
0: Yeah, like to your point, like Dalton Reisner's the one chugging beers at the Av's game to get the fans riled up, like Russ is just waving the flag.
1: Exactly. Because that's his image and he's picked right, all this right. up. We see him walk down the runway and we see him throw footballs around like once a day. And those are those are the two things that come out. And we don't even know like the proportions of those two things and like what else is going on behind the scenes. So you do have to remember he is he is controlling the narrative.
0: Oh, a hundred percent, as he should um he he's in control of everything, including the team and they're uh they're, they're and I guarantee you they do not care now <laughs> we talked about how like Russ having his own office um yeah, that to me that's like more of a story than Russ went to Wimbledon. I agree, you know what I mean like that's where you could say like okay, maybe there's a little bit of disconnect here, um like his celebrity and his power. Is so great that there's a divide. It just definitely has nothing to do with what he's doing right now.
1: Totally, yeah. That's a. There's a there's a lot more meat on that bone. There's a sure. lot you could dig into when it comes to the office. When it comes to him going to Wimbledon, it's like, yeah, sorry, sorry, Teddy Bridgewater and Trevor Simeon weren't going to Wimbledon. Maybe they had it right.
0: Also, the person who said that will be the only person trying to make it into a story. If the Broncos yeah. stumble out of the
1: game. It's <laughs> absolutely true, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I said everybody be saying this.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like oh, still no one, still just you.
1: Yep, I called it.
0: I will say the Baker Mayfield and I assume this is where he's coming from. The Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. commercials thing backfired.
1: Yeah. But but again, like I don't think it's because of the commercials. I don't think he was focused on making money off on the side or whatever. I mean, he's having to be a bad football player, and there were a lot of companies that made some really bad bets on who was going to be able to sell like car insurance or whatever else he was doing because he was doing a lot of. Them. Yeah,
0: is that are those the ones of him in the stadium or are those Progressive ads?
1: I, they might have been State Farm.
0: Oh, I think you're right.
1: Yeah. But he's um, everywhere doing commercials. And see like, how effective advertising Hulu? is on us? He had Hulu, um, right?
0: He did have Hulu. Yep, yeah. That was a big one for him.
1: Because it has live sports.
0: They do. See that one worked.
1: That did work. You just pick one sentence and say it over and over and over again. I actually huh tempted to look into that.
0: Uh, the, their package <laughs> that they offer? Yeah,
1: because I'm, uh, I'm I'm no longer a Pac-12 guy, so I don't need to pay $40 a month for Sling to get Pac-12 Network. So I'm kind of a TV-free agent.
0: Oh, can I interest you in Ivaca TV?
1: <laughs> nah, I think you can.
0: <laughs> uh, that's actually a perfect time to tell you about Ivaca TV. Ivaca TV, um, not only do they have the Avs and the Nuggets, they also have the Rockies, they also have the Rapids, and... You know there there are regional sports networks out there that are packaging their own thing, which is like just one team, maybe two teams, yep. at over thirty five dollars a month. And I'm just thinking like, man, those those fans need Ivanka. Um, because Evaka there, like I said, has you know five teams if you count the Mammoth. Um, then you get the Broncos games as well. So the only one, no, you're getting every team in Denver. You're getting every team in Denver when you sign up for Evaka TV. And the best part is the price is $25 a month, which is a hell of a price. But you also get $10 off your first three months when you use the code DNVR when you go to tv slash DNVR. So check them out. Get that package. Um, it's, a, it's a hell of a deal.
1: Okay, I'm sold. Um, and also, while, while you're watching those games, put a little skin in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, and that's especially true this summer when a lot of us think that the action might be kind of slowing down a little bit. Uh, With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can feel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. Uh, you can pick baseball games or MMA or golf or any of those other things that are going on. Um, darts, if you're into darts. Uh, ooh, hot dogs. Uh, but uh, with same-game parlays, the spreads, the money lines, over-unders, props, you have so many options there. And uh, it's safe, it's curable, or it's secure, it's reliable. Uh, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 that's promo code DMVR, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKingsSportsbook.com slash details. Uh, also, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
0: A quick shout-out to DraftKings because um, I withdrew some money the other day. I was you know, uh, having I one it of those there. weeks, um, and, it, and it was one enough to pull out a withdraw. Henry, my withdrawal hit my account. In under 10 minutes. It's crazy. Like.
1: It feels so good.
0: That was the. Yeah. That was the big thing. Like. Back in the day. If. If by chance. I had been using. Offshore sports books. One of my complaints. Would have been. It's really hard. To get money back from them. Like. You have to like. You got to like. Send them all this information. And then. Like. They've got to mail you a check. uh, And then you got to take the check. To the bank. And all. It's Like. This is crazy. I literally was just like, I would like this money. And then they were just like, okay. Within yeah. 10 minutes.
1: Yeah. Um, maybe I should take it more. I took some out because I think we made some of the same bets on the Avalanche. Yeah. But uh, I just took a bunch of NFL futures. And it feels so mm. good right now to know like, yeah, I've just got units and units and units in bets already placed on this season. And who knows if Derwin James is going to be the NFL defensive player of the year. But if we're three weeks away from the end of the season, and he's got 10 picks or something. I'm going to be pretty happy that I made that decision.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That, it is fun to have the futures. I used to be kind of anti futures. And then I like won Nicole Jokic for MVP two years in a row. And, you know, Kale McCarr for con Smythe and all that stuff. Now I'm like, Oh, yep. this is actually really fun. Um, also want to remind you guys we got our dnvr golf tournament our second one of the summer we we're gonna have three this summer uh coming up august 7th at city park i'm so excited for this one because it is 10 minutes from my house and that is the best and i assume there's a lot of you out there who it's probably within 10 minutes of your house too so uh, august 7th is the day Uh, i believe it's an 8 a.m. or 7 30 a.m. shotgun it's a scramble so get your team together but if you don't have a team you can also sign up at the uh, at uh, dnvr locker.com for just one you can just sign up as a single and we'll pair you with some other dnvr folks um very good chance that you will end up becoming friends with them because you have something in
1: common at least one thing yep and then we also have denver sports and golf and dnvr and dnvr so three. three
0: um we also have our little uh, mini golf uh, night coming up, which is going to be really fun over at Rhino Country Club in, you guessed it, Rhino. Um, yeah. It's an awesome spot, which is essentially just like a bar with mini golf. We're all going to be hanging out there all night. It's 10 bucks. I think that covers your first drink as well. Um, so come hang out with us there. That one's a little bit of a lower barrier to entry, and the reason we're doing these events, especially right now, is because the bar, of course, is closed for renovations. Um, It is crazy. I don't know if you've been in there, Henry, since... Have you been in there since after the night they won?
1: Yeah, yeah. I was in there Wednesday, yeah.
0: It is crazy just seeing everything like empty, Um, and now it's already flipping around. Really? Uh, Tomorrow, we start building back up, so that should be fun.
1: I still don't know almost anything about what this is going to look like. I didn't even know we got more offices in that building up until at least I go put that in that office. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm really excited to see what this is going to look like.
0: At this point, it's like you're you're probably just better off not knowing. It's like if you go to a yeah. movie and you've already seen the preview, it's you're like, oh, yeah, I, I know what's coming here. Um, <sighs> whereas if I like to go into movies without exactly. seeing the preview and just everything is a surprise.
1: Yes, ex- that is exactly it. And some people don't understand that. They're like, I- oh, no, it- it's a movie about this guy who, like, he, he goes and tries You're to like... rob him. And it's like, no, I don't know if this is going to be funny. I don't know if this is going to be <laughs> scary. I don't know if they're going to go to space. I don't even know if this is, like, right now or, like, I don't even know, twenty, fifty, hundred 100 years ago. Who's to say, yeah, if you just sit down and you don't know where it's going, that's the best.
0: Uh, I've legitimately been, like, I've agreed to go to a movie with someone. And then they like pull up YouTube and start trying to show me the preview
1: and I'm yes, like <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> why
0: would I want to see that no. I already told you I'll go to the movie like i am already in.
1: exactly my first one like that was 21 Jump Street where like it was one of my one of my friends dads is like yeah we should go see that and I was like I don't know what it is and he's just like you'll love it and I was like what happens in it and he said I'm not going to tell you I feel like you should just go and see it just trust me you'll like it I was like oh okay and I went it's 21 Jump Street which is hilarious and yep. i had no idea and so it was just perfect and ever since it's been yeah i don't want to know anything like if a, if a preview for a movie comes on I'll, I'll i might close my eyes look away
0: I, dude i will legitimately scroll through netflix and not even read the little excerpt yes i'm just like i think this one's gonna be good i've heard of it before and then i watch it
1: netflix would have really taken off if they would have had better movie titles and pictures and things
0: yeah you think that uh that was their downfall
1: yeah, I think that's why they, they they didn't make it. I think
0: they need live sports.
1: Oh, I do like those. <laughs> Ooh, I'm, We're watching that uh, 30 for 30, that Avalanche 30 for 30 tonight. I oh, haven't watched it yet. I know. I'm really excited. Everybody keeps saying great things. I think it's going to be incredible. Hell yeah.
0: Let me know. I, I actually haven't okay. heard really any reviews about it, which is kind of weird.
1: Yeah. I, the day it came out, people were hyped about it, but then I haven't seen much.
0: Bill in the comments is saying you got to watch Twenty One Jump Street the show. Okay, the, the OG.
1: Okay, I don't. Again, like I'll turn that on. Could it be from the fifties? Potentially. Could it be from right before that movie came out? Potentially. But yeah, I'm I'm in. All
0: right. Um. All right. One, one other thing we wanted to talk about, which I'm excited to talk about because I, I think we're going to disagree again. Um. Oh no. What do you think, Henry? Is the ideal split for the carries for the running backs this year
1: (sighs) that's a big question and i mean there's i feel like that's one that has a sneaky amount of nuance to it like you you ask the question you're like ah well how about 50 40 10 50 for Javante, 40 for melvin 10 for Boone, and then you move on but then you have to like look at the actual numbers and remember that like they had two hundred three and two hundred three last year. Could they each run the ball two hundred and twenty times, potentially? Like they just might run more plays. So it's kind of a tough. I I feel like I feel weird putting a number on it to start, but what I'll say is this: I think Javante should have start slightly more than Melvin. I don't think we should see any from Mike Boone. I'm curious whether Russell Wilson is poaching carries or if those will just kind of add on top uh, of your typical running game. But like something like 53 to 47 feels like it's probably the right sort of range.
0: 53, uh, Javante.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even more, but not so, by much.
0: I have never been a fan of even splits with running backs. Huh. Um, I especially hate it in college when they're splitting it like three or four ways. Uh, and, The weirdest part about this, Henry, is if you talk to any running back at any level ever, they will all tell you the more they carry the ball, the better they are. And they will all tell you it takes them a little bit to get in their rhythm. And when I see things like last season, when they're just alternating series, um, and sometimes alternating series, like no matter what happened on the series before, that makes me want to pound my head into a wall. Like – it just makes no sense. Running back is as much of a rhythm position as any position in football for sure. Maybe even any position in sports. You know I think of like basketball and shooting and yeah. stuff. And obviously that's a big even rhythm batting. thing. Right, yeah. You know, that stuff, rhythm is so important in a lot of sports. But to me, it's like the, the rhythm of a running back is maybe the most important part of their success. And so when I see a guy hit a rhythm and then I see another guy come in and replace him, it just makes no sense to me. I think why coaches do it is from a load management perspective. Mm -hmm. And they're thinking of like, you know, if you're a Super Bowl contender, you're thinking of 20 games, 21 games. And you're saying like, okay, well, Javante might be eating right now, but if we give, if we give him, you know, 30 carries today, we're going to have to cut him down next week. So I get that part of it. But I, if it was up to me, I would want nothing, nothing uh, less than sixty forty. Uh, and and to me, that at least uh, allows one guy to establish himself as I am the guy, and I don't have to worry that every time something goes wrong, they're gonna give the other guy the ball. Um, yeah. To me, I think it's really important. Like you can't be looking over your shoulder. In, a, in the middle of a game wondering, like, okay, well, if I try to bounce this outside and I end up losing two yards, am I going to be out for the next series? Um, and I think that's what happens when you go that close mm-hmm. to 50-50. But I have no confidence that the Broncos are going to do that, and I don't even think it's going to end up being 53-47. I think it's going to be, just as it was last year, an almost exact 50-50 split. And I've talked about this a lot. Every time we talk about Melvin Gordon, I say this. Melvin Gordon is one of the most consistent running backs in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we talk about a a stat like yards per carry, it can be so misleading because there are guys who get 20 yards on one carry and then one on the next four carries. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's going to end up looking like they have a really nice yards per carry. But when their coach is calling plays, they have no idea what to expect. And especially for an offense like the one the Broncos are running, it's so important to stay on schedule. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like if you have second and nine, you can't run a big play action fake out of outside zone um, because you're just, it's not going to be nearly as effective. Uh, Yep. And one thing Melvin Gordon promises you is that on most carries, he's going to get three to four yards um, at least. He gets very few negative runs and he also doesn't pop a lot of crazy big ones. But he's so trustworthy in the sense of just, okay, if someone, you know, something happens in the backfield, he's gonna be able to make a quick cut, move upfield, fall forward, and now you're second and six, and you're so much more comfortable than if you're second and nine. Now, I'm not saying Javante can't become that guy, but that's that was his big problem last year, is while he had the big, awesome you know, tackle breaking runs. He also had a lot of in between there where it was, you know, underwhelming, and he ran into the back of an offensive lineman, and you know, the play never got out. So because of that, I hope that Javante becomes that guy, and then he just takes the whole thing by the reins. But until I see it, I have to believe that Nathaniel Hackett is going to have a little bit of a crush on Melvin Gordon for keeping that offense on on schedule.
1: Yeah. I I think that that adds up. I think I think last year the coaches got too caught up in the split, where it's like what what, what numbers do we want to hit? Do we, Do we want to be fifty fifty? Okay, we want to be fifty fifty, and they kind of worked from there. What you want to do is use the guys at what they're good at. You know, and not worry so much about what those numbers wind up being at the end, but realizing that, you know, when when you're in the red zone, especially inside the the ten yard line, you probably want Melvin out there. You. you that's just makes sense. That's what he's good at. Again, he'll get you four yards. You get four yards three times from the ten. You're in the end zone. So that's a nice threat to have. Yep, one you're... of
0: if not the best red zone running back in the league since he came in.
1: Totally, totally. And with Javante, you know Javante is a tough one. You almost want to play Javante more when you're playing a bad team. You know yeah. when 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 I'll you just think wear that. Him out. Exactly. Like when you think that he can just break a bunch of tackles and get the end zone, you know, we keep seeing the highlight of him against the Ravens. That's a good defense. Like he'll do it against anybody. But when you play the Jets, if you want to throw Javante out there and let him just eat 200 yards up, that seems like a good strategy. You know, as as receivers, Melvin is better, but we also haven't seen Javante for what six months now. Seven months now, so who knows what he is there? So I wonder if there's more, more snaps that Javante could take on third downs. Maybe not. When they drafted
0: him, they fully believed he had very, very high upside as a receiver.
1: Yeah, I mean, if he has the hands and, and is able to get open, like everything else should come really easy for him. And the other, I mean, the big thing is the the scheme change, where Melvin, with that vision, he he's going to be just fine. At the very least. And I think there's a good chance he even levels up a little bit. With Javante, you know, one of the questions, I don't even want to say a question. It's not that Javante has bad vision. It's that he's really, really good at a bunch of other things. And his vision wasn't tested all that much last year. And so when you start running all this zone stuff, is does he get a bit of that kind of Saquon mentality where he's always looking for the big one? and he's always trying to, to find the cutback back and, and then double cut back and then see if he can break it for 30. Those, there are some questions there. And so you might want to see him run more of the power stuff. They're going to do that. I'm not, I'm not sure how exactly, I guess maybe more inside zone than outside zone with him, which might make sense. But these are all the things that the coaches have to decide. And they get to go through their practices and see what they're good at. And then week by week figure out what they can do and who's going to be good at it. And I hope that that's what they're doing instead of last year where it felt like, oh, last drive was Javante. So this drive is Melvin next drive. is, And that's not coaching. That's, that's like you, you have a spreadsheet or something.
0: Right. That, oh God, that was frustrating. Yeah. Um, And I think at least one of the games where Melvin had a costly fumble, like Javante was having a great game and it was like, what are we doing here?
1: Yeah. Um, If somebody's hot, you got to ride them and you start there.
0: A hundred percent, and again, that's always going to be the elephant in the room with Melvin. Yeah. Um, but you know, every time I bring that up, Zach brings up what? What did he have? Four last year? Four fumbles? Three. And okay, th- he had three fumbles last year.
1: Yep. Two for Javante. Exactly. They weren't nearly as loud, though.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> no, and that and that matters, of course. Like yeah. you have to have an even higher, you know, sense of ball security. The further into the game you get. But Mm -hmm. that being said, you know, is it hard to imagine Melvin going from three to one? Not at all.
1: Three to six also on the table. Yeah.
0: And I think that I don't actually think six is on the table.
1: Like at four, you get benched, right?
0: You're benched. Yeah. Maybe even cut.
1: You're losing them. Yeah. We'll see. But the other piece is that, you know, Broncos fans, you know, outsiders, they see Javante as like this young, fun, new toy that you got to feed and see what he turns into and see what he becomes. Whereas if you're coaching the team, you just say, we have two good running backs. We aren't saying, oh, we have this 22-year-old and this 28-year-old or whatever, and so maybe we want to ride this guy a little bit harder. You go into the week and say, we have two really good running backs. We have no reason to try to feed one over the other. If anything, they might be thinking, take the workload off the younger guys so we can ride them even longer. Melvin's on a one-year contract. Get something out of that. And so I do coaches think... don't
0: think about that at all either. They're just thinking what gives us the best chance to win.
1: Yeah. And, and what gives you the best chance to win could be either one of them. But you got to figure out who's going and honestly, sometimes you wonder if they're both just going to do what they do and so it puts you in a tough situation where you got to say, when do we play these guys? How do we split it? But it's, it's it's better to have two good running backs than to have Javante and, you know, say Melvin's gone. It's just Mike Boone, who could be fun, but then you know it's 70-30. You'd, you'd much rather just have those carries be eaten up by a better back, even if it means we don't see so much of a running back who I, I think a lot of people expect to, to be a pro bowler someday.
0: Yeah, and the crazy part is the time when you probably are most worried about staying on schedule is at the end of the game and that's the time that you're most worried about handing the ball to velvet.
1: <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Yeah, but still, I mean, you look at that group. It's like on the offense, the the running backs are better than the offensive line. Running backs, I think you'd have to say are better than the receivers. You probably give Russell Wilson the edge and you definitely put the running backs over the tight ends. And so you have these little complaints, but the truth is you got two running backs who they're they might be at the exact same level. Like, I think the question is just whether Javante leveled up a little bit. But, but you look at them, and I mean, what 203 yards or 203 carries for both of them, 918 yards for Melvin, 903 for Javante. Melvin probably with a couple more, definitely more out of shotgun, uh, which might open things up a bit. Like, two exact same level running backs. And if either one of them are in, like, you're in pretty good shape,
0: yeah. Absolutely, um, all right. So you're at fifty three forty seven. I am at fifty fifty even. I mean, give or take five carries. Um, let's make sure we revisit this after the year to, to know uh, who was closer.
1: I know, and to be honest, it's going to come down to like, oh, you know, Mel- Melvin missed the Chiefs game last year. You know, so the the snap counts for the season. It was five fourteen for Melvin. It was 491 if you don't include that game for Javante, but if you include that game, it's 551. And so, like, it's it's gonna come down to just availability at the end of it, I think.
0: Yep. All right, Henry, how much money have you spent on Stanley Cup champions
1: things? <laughs> I've spent so much. I actually, <laughs> I, I had a tire issue with my car. So which... You bought a
0: Stanley Cup champions tire.
1: No, so I haven't been able to drive to buy as much as I need to buy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have so much more coming. I mean, at the parade, I was buying off-brand hats. Um, uh, I was buying an off-brand oh, yeah, shirt. Yeah, that bucket hat. Yeah, we got a couple. Um, we we uh, <laughs> I, I picked up like our our Stanley Cup shirt the night came out. I was gonna buy a couple of those for my family because I came up to Montana. We got a few of the hats, the the official hats. Oh come up yeah. here. Got a few of the official shirts because you know, again, the family wants. I've I've lost a lot of money. Probably everything I won on the Stanley Cup, to be honest.
0: Ooh, that's a good point. So, yeah, as, as everyone knows, I like, like, weird shirts. Uh Um, and, Allie was just on Etsy the other night, and, like, there are so many weird, Av Stanley Cup shirts, that people are just making (laughs) themselves. Um, so, I dropped a, a clip there. Um, (laughs) you you had to get a little bit of official gear. I'm, I don't know if this is like a direct mm-hmm. side effect of us making stuff like this, which is just so much more dope than the official stuff. Yep. Um, but like, I don't really like official gear that much anymore. It's terrible. So I have very it's little really for bad. any team. But I did have to get like one official shirt. So I got one yeah, official yeah. shirt. Um, and I, j- I, like, I don't plan on stopping anytime soon is, is what I was getting at here. Like the budget, I didn't set a budget for this. It's just like as much dope shit as I can find um I'm, so yeah what do you what do you got there
1: well i'm wearing i think this is the let's see i got there we go new? 1998 broncos championship oh, geez. Shirt. We're blowing out our eardrums oh no i was yelling in the mic again um but yeah uh 1998 championship shirt i bought that two years ago so this i mean 20 years from now you're still gonna be buying stuff from this yeah. championship <laughs>
0: that's so true championships yeah, never go out of style fly. Championship's never go out of style. That's why you got to check out our friends over at FOCO, uh, which I'm told is not a direct um, relation to Fort Collins. That is important. That's important to me. Um, They have all sorts of stuff over there, uh, from shirts, hats, accessories, uh, collectibles, like bobbleheads. I don't know if you've seen them, but they have like every player holding the cup as a bobblehead, which is pretty sweet. Um, and like, again, th- these things are just, you'll have them forever and it'll never stop being cool. Um, so head over to our friends over at Foco and that's Foco.com. Um, we also have the link in the YouTube description, uh, and you can use the code DNVR for 10% off all of their awesome stuff. Um, I'm, I'm, I've honestly been scared. I just don't know like how much money I'm going to spend there.
1: Yeah. I yeah, it's true. I actually haven't logged on since the championship, so I haven't. It's kind of a new me when it comes to buying stuff.
0: Right, right. <laughs> and it's funny because you know the winning a championship is already expensive in its own right in terms of going to the games. Yes. Um, now, now it did pay us back a significant amount over at DraftKings, um, but it then did. it just the, like the the costs don't stop. It's like getting a hole in one, like you know.
1: Yeah, it happens. It's the most expensive you gotta... thing you can do on a golf course.
0: Exactly, exactly. It's wild, Winning a championship yeah. is the most expensive thing you can do as a sports fan.
1: It's totally true. And uh, if you've been um, drinking a lot of beers that have been bad for your teeth, I'm not sure if beer is bad for your teeth. I couldn't really decide. Could be, yeah. right? Like
0: If you drink enough right. of anything, it's probably bad for your teeth.
1: That's fair. If, if you've been so busy you haven't had time to brush your teeth during this Stanley Cup final run, <laughs> which... I know I have uh, the the uh, the Green Mountain Dental Group is the place to go. Uh, I feel like they should have some sort of sale for this. We got to pitch pitched on them, or it's like uh, we can no, we're rebranding this actually because of the Stanley Cup. You can go to Green Mountain Dental Group and get a free Sonicare toothbrush with a uh, cleaning X-ray and exam. It's an awesome special, and we <laughs> we love spending things because of the Stan- spending money because of the Stanley Cup. This is going to be another one for me. Get down to Green Mountain Dental Group. Um, It's a family-owned dentistry. They've been a partner of ours for Ever. L- longer than I've been here. And I've been here like five years, so a very, very long really? time.
0: You but... had a Green Mountain Dental ad on your first podcast?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um, absolutely, yeah. I think they've been around for a while before that. That's crazy to think about. But huge uh, Denver sports fans, as you'd expect if they're advertising here. You go in there. You you chat about um, the the Stanley Cup. They'll say like, "Yeah, go as, and you'll have things in your mouth. They'll be like, "Oh, go, go!" and it'll be awesome. Um, go down to Green Mountain Dental Group and schedule a cleaning, X ray, and exam. Get free Sonicare toothbrush.
0: There you go. They're calling it the Stanley Cup Smiles Special.
1: That's okay. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, I couldn't come up with anything better.
0: <laughs> I, I'm sure you couldn't. Um, all right, let's jump into our comments here. From the listeners, I gotta pull them up. This is—I think I said this last time. This is one of those things that, like, there's why Zach is such a unsung hero. Like, he always already has it pulled he up. Does. I don't know how he does it. Um, I don't think we have it. We did hit the one super chat we had, so we can jump right in here. Do you have it up, Hank? Uh,
1: the one super chat? No, or the no. The comment. I don't have the comment. Cogliano right, got me resigned.
0: Zone. Oh, let's go, Cogs. I. Jeez, I'm having some technical difficulties here. Someone help me.
1: Yeah, things aren't really loading for me either.
0: Alright, I gotta do it on my laptop.
1: Okay, I'll try my phone.
0: <laughs> I don't know why I can't load anything right now, especially considering I'm on this stream with you.
1: Yeah, unless this is just the two of us talking.
0: That would actually be pretty funny.
1: It would be funny. Okay. Just Allie watching.
0: How are we doing, Allie? How are you feeling about this show?
1: Meh. (laughs) That's great. Oh, we have one comment. We have one comment. Um, It comes from Official Fink, and it says, Since Hank asked, when I found this hotel auction, I was a pizza delivery driver. I had a run in the Marriott in Phoenix. The auction was happening in the lobby. I was the only person wrote down $20 for each of the two baseballs and won both, presumably the only bidder. The proceeds went to some sort of charity.
0: I'm glad everyone got it up now, except me. I still can't access it, so that's a, <laughs> that's a problem.
1: Is this the right uh, podcast, or is there another one? This that's is the it. One.
0: This is the one. Yep. Um, and we're just talking about hotel auctions still. Um, I know this
1: has been a two-weeker.
0: I kind of wish that... I would have had the same opportunity as official think, but all of the things that I saw had like $150 minimum bid.
1: Uh, it, so we haven't heard any stories about this except for in Phoenix mm. and wherever you were on the East Coast.
0: Yeah, Washington, D.C.
1: I'm still not sold.
0: Hmm. What do you think? What would you need uh, to be convinced of this as a reality?
1: Uh, I need... I need this. I need stories from at least two more states. One of them has to be in the Midwest, and three more people. Okay.
0: All right. So we're gonna drag this on probably for the rest of the week, Um,
1: or maybe forever because you can't find them.
0: So we need three stories of some of people who listen to the show, and I know they're out there, who have seen a hotel silent auction. And we need it from two additional states, not Phoenix or Washington, D.C. And nope. one of those states has to be in the Midwest. Yeah, we're I've seen them in minutes.
1: Philly, too. I said Phoenix, D.C., and Philly.
0: They're not uh, counting you as a, as a person. Blame Hank. Yeah, blame me. He, he says that you're just doing this um, to agree with me.
1: I very rarely say That's <laughs> not
0: true. That's a pretty good point. That's a pretty good point. Um, <clears throat> so there you go. We someone help me out here. It can't be in Phoenix. No. What do you when uh, when do you come back from Montana?
1: Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah,
0: So what's on the what's on the docket for the rest?
1: Oh, so let's see. So we got in Sunday, went straight from the airport up to the park. Went through all those crazy mountains up through the cloud. Then yesterday. By the way,
0: that's a long drive from the airport to the park.
1: Yeah. It, well, the problem was there was so much traffic. It was like an hour because of all the traffic. Um, but, yeah. So then. Uh, oh, did you find a day... different
0: airport than we flew into? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah.
1: okay. Yeah. Bought tickets on time, so they were cheap. Or nice. maybe we we're picky about dates before. I can't remember. But uh, yesterday blew a bunch of things up. Luckily, it's a rainforest, so that's totally fine um today doing the podcast gonna go get a sandwich buffs are going to the big 12 so i'm gonna do a podcast um that's not official that's a prediction um wednesday wednesday we got a boat one to seven we got a boat big pontoon boat out on the the lake thursday friday saturday tbd probably a bunch of golf all right
0: last thing i have for you describe college football realignment in one word fun oh okay i would have said dumb um, yeah it,
1: yeah. dumb works too if i was still covering cu i'd probably say dumb but from the outside it's like oh this is incredible what's gonna happen next
0: someone had a really good point about the uh how good the basketball of uh, a basketball conference the big 12 would become if they get those six-pack 12 teams
1: it would be really solid it'd be really solid and the drama right now is it sounds like so colorado utah arizona arizona state Then Washington and Oregon, they were having those talks today, and CU has the meeting with the Board of Regents tonight, which seems like it could be relevant to all of this. Um, But we're just waiting to see if Washington and Oregon could get into the Big Ten. And they were rejected, but then the Big Ten said, maybe if Notre Dame comes, then we could find a way to work you guys in, too. What
0: about Um,
1: CU? They... They would be so awesome if they made it there, and the Nebraska rivalry would be awesome. But like, right, the the new media deal is paying out ninety million dollars per school per year, and that means that if you're going to come in and take a slice of the pie, you better be contributing ninety million dollars in media rights. And Colorado just isn't doing that right now.
0: I mean, you're getting a how really many TVs big market. will you buy?
1: Yeah, I'll exactly. Buy so
0: many TVs. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I'll buy so many Big Ten
1: networks. That's the thing. If you just had two more seasons in the last like five years, where you were just you had to run for something, because like yeah. again, Denver will buy in. It's just that Denver is not going to pay a whole bunch of attention if you're not going to win. That's true of the Rockies and that's true of the Nuggets and the Avs and the Broncos, even a little tiny bit. Um, but like they'd they'd jump on the bandwagon if if CU had been good. You just haven't gotten that to happen.
0: Bandwagon, um... yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's totally true. The the main reason why I use the word dumb is because a thing that I did today was Google how many teams are currently in the Big 12.
1: (laughs) So let's see, It it was at 14, but then Texas and Oklahoma leave to get down to 12, but then they bring in the four, so it's 16, plus potentially six more. So Big 20?
0: I don't know the answer when I googled it today was 10. There are 10 teams in the Big 12 right now. Um, oh. but they, they, I assume that is including Texas and Oklahoma leaving. It would be so. Was that it was that the magic number for a minute there?
1: It must have been. Oh, yeah, because it was the Big 10 that was at 14. Big 12 was at 12, Big 10 was at 14. Yeah, yeah, and then it went to, that went to 10. So, Big 10 is not big the... 10s at <laughs> 16. The Big Ten asterisk, yeah, yeah, not the very, actual Big Ten. That's why this is
0: also that goes
1: down to ten and it's about to be four. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but if you want more about uh, conference realignment, you can listen in to Henry talk about it on the Buffs podcast later today. Uh, but for today on the DNVR Broncos podcast, that is going to wrap it up for us. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.